Hi, I'm Chris McBrien, a Gen Xer, and the pop culture from my generation is awesome. And I'm Yance Eaton, a millennial, and the pop culture from my generation is dope. Episode 18, that's a wrap. Chris McBride here. This is Pop Goes Your World, along with Yancey Eaton. As always, Yancey, what's going on in pop in your world this week? Uh, not a whole lot. I've been absolutely swamped uh, with work, and I had to go out of town for a, a friend's getaway. So I've been super, super busy. Um, not a whole lot of new pop culture, not a lot of new music or movies or books or anything like that to talk about. But uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, our topic tonight. I, uh, I, 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 If we have to break down the amount of uh, stress and agony that went into each episode, this would be number one, simply because <laughs> to just talk about five is really, really hard. Like I it's know. really, really It is hard. every I week, have, no matter, what, no matter a, what we do, you know? Yeah, I have an honorable mentions that's probably 30 songs long. Oh, I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna you know list them all or whatever, but this was really hard, man. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll touch base on some of those. Before we get started, I'll mention a couple of things what's going on in my world. So uh, as you know, I tend to look back, not forward when it comes to pop culture, I always look at old stuff. So remember when we did our One Hit Wonders show? Um, um, I made my wife watch Making It on YouTube. Oh, your poor wife. <laughs> she, she hasn't spoken to me since. <laughs> and I got to tell you, the other thing was interesting. So on, we had some free time on Saturday night uh, after the kids went to bed. So I, um, I actually convinced my wife to watch some old episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway? From the first season with Drew Carey in 1998 okay. with like Denny Siegel and like Wayne Brady and Colin Mockery, obviously. And Ryan's, man, oh, man. That show is phenomenal. Yeah, you've seen it. We uh, obviously like you know. You've I, seen I've, my family used to watch the hell out of that show. That was that was one of those shows that we would all watch together. I started watching it when they did the British show with Clive Anderson. I so that's when I first caught on to it. I was like, holy smokes! It was on the on the Comedy Network here in Canada, and uh, I was like, holy smokes! Is this ever good? And I knew Colin Mockery from his days at, at Second City in Toronto. I had seen him perform, and I remember um, I was a big improver in Toronto for years. And uh, I remember going to see him and saying to my buddies and saying, "That guy is the best improver I've ever seen in my life." And then when I saw him on the the Who's Line show, the British version, I was like, "Oh man, he was just so good!" And he oh, Oh, man, he was just great. Born in Scotland, but raised in Canada, so he's uh, he's kind of a Canadian, Canadian by uh, you know by default in his way. So is Ryan Stiles. He was born in the states, but he was raised in Canada too. So they're almost Canadians, those two guys. But anyway, uh, you ready to get started on our topic this week? You ready to go? I was born ready, pimp. All right, let's do it. Back in 1985. I don't want to give people the wrong idea. <laughs> Saved by the bell. The college years. My wife knows about this. She's cool with this. You know, like the girl from Dirty Dancing and Ferris Bueller? I am in love with dank memes. MC Micro G and DJ Swen. Black people Twitter. We're going to ring ring a dong for a holy day. It's not something you just want to advertise. Because rapping is my thing and I do it every day. As you're singing this, I'm like cringing for you. <laughs> I pretend that I have my own show on the Food Network. Okay, so we're counting back our top five rap songs of all time. Now, before we get into the, uh, tonight's episode, I, I should mention, Kurt Kalin, good buddy of ours, good friend of the show, he sent the me best. a tweet. He sent me a tweet, and the tweet was, hey, guys, would you ever consider dedicating a show to hip-hop and rap from two different perspectives? And so he, that's from at Kalen Kurt on Twitter. And so we decided, yes, we would do that, and we're actually going to do it tonight. So I wonder, before we get started, do you think it's important that we address the difference between rap and hip-hop? Is that worth talking about? What do you think? 
I don't. I think it used to be a much bigger deal than it is now, to be honest with you. It's kind of all muddled together. I mean, even like R&B, like pop, rap, hip hop, R&B, like it's all kind of fused together. So I don't think people would say like I'm a rapper versus I'm a hip hop artist. Like it's all kind of urban music basically yeah and I, I mean not you know two two white guys on a podcast is probably not the place to look for an explanation I was literally just gonna I was gonna make that same joke I'm like yeah coming from two white guys that play fantasy baseball in their free time but, exactly yeah. for me I, I've always sort of considered hip hop to be kind of the type of songs that make you want to get up and dance you know like kind of energizing and I don't know for lack of a better term positive kind of music like rap has always been like again just to me it's always been kind of about kind of like when it, when an artist is rapping to me, it's always like what's going on in their life, you know, kind of what's mm-hmm. going on, you know, at the time of the culture around them and, and all that. Whereas hip hop is a little bit more optimistic, uh, you know, like, like rap's kind of the way it is and hip hop's the way it should be. Does that make any hip- sense? I don't know. That's kind yeah. of the way, that's always been my takeaway. Like, and, and I do not claim to know the music. I just like it though. Um, mostly I like the old school stuff from the nineties, you know, cause I'm old of course. But uh, anyway, you want to start us off? We'll start with, uh, with our top five rap songs of all time. Yancey, your number five, go. Okay, I have a, a, a list of songs, and I didn't arrange them in any particular order. I thought I would just kind of like, you know, just, just go freeform it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for number five, I will do Forgot About Dre with Eminem and Dr. Dre. Uh, this was the first song that really made me kind of like, like rap music a lot. Um, obviously, it came off of the 2001 album by uh, Dr. Dre, his last really, really good album. Um, and this kind of like thrusts Eminem uh, into like the forefront. Obviously, he ended up, you know, vastly outselling Dr. Dre. But, you know, he was a protege of Dr. Dre's and uh, to be kind of like featured on this track and stuff like that. The music video is absolutely fantastic. I don't know if you've seen it. Are, are, have you heard the song oh, at yeah. all? Yeah, yeah. Forgot about Dre. Yeah. Sickest bass line ever. The raps are impeccable. I know every single word to this song. It was like one of the first like difficult, like semi-difficult rap songs to actually learn all the lyrics to. Um, and I am still very proud of that. I, I listen to this song at least once a week, sometimes even more. Sometimes I'll have it on repeat. It's just like one of those, like, it makes me feel like a little badass. You know what I mean? Like whenever it came out, like I was, you know, a kid, I was, it was released in 1999, go figure. And, uh, you know, I was 11 years old, little white kid, you know, living in Lehigh. And I don't know, it just makes me feel good. So that's my number five. All right. Well, what makes you feel good, uh, makes me feel good at number five too. And that is Feel So Good by Mace from 1997 is my number five. Right. From, Mace? What yes, happened to Mace? I, well, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he became uh, became religious and, and is actually preaching, if I'm not mistaken, the last I thought I heard. But uh, but his song, Feel So Good, like I say, 97. Oh, man. I think if you're looking for – if you were looking toward key moments in rap music videos, at least, to me, this song is one of the biggest because it had the shiny suits. Remember the Vegas backdrops and the dancers? And it gets all about money and clothes and getting rich and, you know, women that never look at you until you're rich. And, and you know, I think when you're talking about sort of that extravagant lifestyle that comes out in some of the songs, um, there's been lots of them over the years. But for me, Feel So Good is the biggest and the best of them all. And, okay, you know, <laughs> you know how I'm always joking around about being, like, young and hip? Which I'm totally not, of course. Correct, um, yes. I, well, a little while ago, I had a birthday coming up. And so my wife says to me, she's like, oh, you know, what do you want for your birthday this year, honey? What would you like? And you know what I said to her? I said, neck full of gold. A and, neck full of gold? Yeah, I want neck full of gold. And she's like, <laughs> she thinks I'm nuts. <laughs> because well, apparently she doesn't listen to Mace. But I'm telling you, that's what, that's what I said. So even for Christmas, um, I'm, the conversation is going to come up very, very soon. And she'll be like, hey, what do you want for Christmas this year? No problem. One thing, neck full of gold. So that's oh, wow. and that comes from that song. So anyway, uh, that's my number five. Feel so good by Mace. What's your four? Uh, we 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 talked before the show um, about 
we, we never like exchange songs back and forth or anything like that. Like we always right. kind of just like wing it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do remember texting you saying like, I think we're going to have some overlap. Like for the first time, I think we're going to actually have like some of the same picks. And cool. after that, I don't think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm yeah, not feeling okay, it. Okay, there you go. No, uh, no neck full of gold for you. For me, Number four for me is uh, Big Pimpin uh, by Jay-Z featuring UGK. Oh, yeah. Um, again, another just incredible song. Uh, it's it's one of those songs, like you said, this is more of a hip-hop song, kind of like ringtone rap, basically. Uh, this actually was my ringtone for about three years when I had like a really cheap Metro PCS phone. Um, Big Pimpin is just what it sounds like. It's a dude that, you know, he he has all these women and he acquires wealth and he looks good doing it. And it's just, it's a song about like... You know, it's it, it's fun to kind of like put on like that false bravado again, and I, I have to I feel like I have to kind of like give like a caveat every single time. Like this is coming from like a very Caucasian male living in America in Florida, but um, it's just one of the perfect songs. The hook, I mean, all the lyrics are just really really tight. Especially like my my favorite line is from UGK where he basically says like Go read a book, you literally son of a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> which is just the best line. And after that, of course, he follows it up with and step up your vocab. It's just like the weirdest thing, like, but it's just like it's it's sandwiched into like this just awesome rap song that just flows for the entire thing. If you've heard it, I mean, it's just it's intoxicating. I remember um, whenever the song came out, like a couple a couple weeks after the song first dropped on the airwaves, uh, I was watching TV with my mom and dad, and it was like a sixty minutes or like a forty eight hours, like one of those type of like docu news, you know, you know shows or whatever. And they were talking basically, you know, like about how hip hop is ruining America, and you know we need more censorship and stuff like that. And they were playing this music video while they were talking about it, which I just thought was like the perfect thing you know my parents were like wow that's a shame meanwhile i'm like yeah this song's a banger and i have it on like a cassette upstairs right now but obviously i couldn't say anything so uh big pimpin jay-z featuring ugk is my number four nice okay my number four this this rapper has uh funny enough he said he's going to move to canada after your recent election um one of the most iconic rappers of all time and that's snoop dogg and nope. His record, Doggy Style, came out in 93, and the thing is, when he's rapping, he's got this, like, slow, almost kind of drawl that he uses when he's singing. My favorite song uh, mm-hmm. of his, is obviously my number four here, is Who Am I, What's My Name? Um, it's got that yes. great, great beat yes. under it. It's like a 70s dance groove or something going on with it, and the lyrics are all about kind of like where he comes from and his game with the ladies, and I like he's like how he rolls with the big boys and Dr. Dre, as you mentioned, you know, earlier. And, and the thing is, it's almost absurd when you think about it, the range of stuff that Snoop Dogg has done. Because the guy's been every, in everything from like Sesame Street to hosting his own porn movies. So, I mean, when it comes to rap songs, so I think this one is his best and it's one of my favorites of all time. So I'm going to go with What's My Name. I love that. I love that. I love Snoop too, simply because like he's like transformed himself into like this like really accessible brand. Like, yep. you know, he has a new show with Martha Stewart where like they like have like a dinner party and like cook and stuff like that. I haven't watched it yet, but like all the reviews I've, I've read on it says that it's just like awesome. Like it's super, super funny. And I don't know, it's just like the weirdest thing to see like how successful he's been in like all these different areas. But I love Snoop. Um, so what number are we on? Three? Three, yep. Uh, number three, crap. Oh, this is really hard. I will go with Ambitions as a Writer by Tupac. Uh, one of the one of the things I love about Tupac, um, you know, there's always like the Tupac versus Biggie debate, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, I think. But I've never been much of a Biggie fan, and it's not because I don't think he's talented. It's not because of like an East Coast West Coast beef, which I think is just the stupidest thing ever. They both borrow and steal from each other. Um, I think it's just because Biggie 
sounds like he's rapping with like a bunch of food in his mouth. Um, I've never really dug his flow at all. It always seems like it's really heavy and like it's like he's putting in a lot of effort and it's just it doesn't flow. Whereas Tupac, you know, by contrast, just has this immaculate flow, like all all up and down, just you know, super super clean, very very tight rhymes. Like I. I, I don't know how to explain it any better, but this is like the best song for that. A super simplistic beat, just, uh, you know, literally three notes over and over again. And uh, it's just talking about like his ambitions of like, you know, becoming something, growing up and becoming something. And uh, I mean, some of the, the, the nastiest, nastiest rhymes as far as just like, I don't know. Uh, it, it's the type of thing that you can kind of just chill with, I guess. You can, you know, if I had a low rider, if I had like an Impala or something like that with like rims and stuff like that, like this is, this would be the first song that I would play on it. Um, always been one of my favorite songs. Uh, I wanted to put like three or four Tupac songs on here, but I'm trying to spread it out a little bit. But uh, just as a spoiler, I'll, I'll have another Tupac song on here. I wonder if it's the one I'm thinking of. By the way, you mentioned at the top there that you thought there might be a little bit of crossover between our lists. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. It just doesn't look like it's nope. shaping up. Uh, so my number three, I've mentioned this one on the pod before. Uh, I love old school stuff. And um, for me, when it comes to rap, I think pretty much everybody owes it to the Sugar Hill Gang. They paved the way and they didn't, you know, they paved the way with their hit from 1978, Rapper's Delight. So that's my number mm-hmm. three. Um, for me, there's two watershed moments in rap in terms of rap moving over into the mainstream. One is the release of Rapper's Delight, and the second one was uh, the collaboration between uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, both those things kind of brought rap to the forefront, into the mainstream. And I think when you're talking about influential songs, you don't get much bigger than this one. Um, it was not only the first huge rap hit that ever was, but it also uses the term hip-hop. And it kind of brings... It, the other thing I like, too, it brings in different rappers for different verses, something that's still common to this day. So for me, um, I'm going to go with Rapper's Delight at number three. Love it. I yeah. love it. Do you, do you have a favorite line that you can recall offhand? Uh, I think... Oh, geez, there's so many good ones in that one. Um, I, but again, I think I'm just going to go back to the hip, hip into the hip into the hip, hip, hop, and don't stop. You know, so I, I've got to go with hip-hop. Yeah. Oh, Chris. <laughs> uh, you know. Chris, you are so, you're so gangster, dude. I know. Man, I'm something else. A neck, right. neck full of gold. Neck full of gold. Yep. Uh, right. Uh, number two for me, I think I'm going to go with another Tupac song, and it's uh, Changes. Changes is oh, that's a good one, one of his yeah. softer songs. I mean, obviously, he has, like, you know, songs about, like, you know, you know, to his mom and, you know, really, really soft songs. Like, he, he kind of switched. Like, he used to be super, super abrasive and, like, very, like, anti-feminist. But, like, he actually did, you know, he, he changed. Like, he, he grew in a lot of ways, um, you know some of his songs like if if you span like his career from one album to the next like there is very very little like uh carryover basically like they were completely standalone albums and like he did a lot of growth some of it not positive you know it was just always a progression basically but with changes i just felt like it was always pressing because like it's one of those songs that still like carries you know it still kind of holds up a little bit and like you talk about it um i'm, I'm trying to think of like the the lines off hand but like basically talking about how misplaced hate makes disgrace for the races like talking about how like literally like we're fighting over you know something as simple as like you know the color of your skin which is a really simple you know concept he's not the first person to address racism in a rap song but he just does it like so incredibly amazing and um it's still one of those songs that just like i don't know kind of gives me chills and like, like he was rapping about this stuff 20 years ago and yeah we've had a black president and you know he raps about you know, I'm never going to live to see a black president, which, you know, unfortunately he didn't, but, um, like 
it's just a reminder that like this country still has like a ton of problems when it comes to race relations and stuff like that. And like, it's still very much like an us and them thing. There's so much tribalism that goes on in America. And I don't know, this song just like addresses all of that, I think perfectly. And, uh, I don't know. It'll always be one of my favorite songs. So changes by Tupac. Number two. That's another good. Yeah. He's definitely got a lot. Um, see, I like California love too. By him, so I, mean, I knew you were going to say that. Because yeah, you know, <laughs> that's just me. I like I like the old school. So speaking of old so school, nineteen eighty nine. I'm going to go back to. So Spike Lee that year came out with uh, Do the Right Thing. The movie is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, um, it opens up. The movie opens up with the opening credits. Rosie Perez is in boxing shorts, boxing gloves, and then she's like sparring and shadow boxing, and she turns to the camera and like punches at the camera. Obviously, a metaphor for what the audience is about to experience with this movie, and it's you know a really really powerful part of the opening sequence, right? But the most powerful part isn't isn't even her. It's the song that's playing, and that's Public Enemies "Fight the Power." This song packs a punch, man. And it was funny because it's, you know, obviously it was considered really offensive to some people at the time. Um, like maybe still considered to be offensive by some people, I guess, mostly because it kind of tears down a lot of white icons like Elvis and John Wayne. The song is incredible to me. You know, you got Chuck D, Flavor Flav, DJ Lord. I, I think Fight the I, I think Fight the Power is amazing and it makes number two on my list. Very nice. Very nice. Um, all right. So for my number one. Should I do my honorable mentions now or do them after the number yeah, one? Do, I just, do them now and then uh, then lead, lead into your number one. Okay, really, I'll literally just rattle them off really quick. Stan by Eminem, amazing. Jesus Walks by Kanye West, my favorite Kanye song by far. Uh, Baby, I Got Your Money by Old Dirty Bastard. Oh, he was the original ODB. Yeah. Like, there's a football player. I know you don't watch American football, Chris, but there's a football player called Odell Beckham, and everybody calls him ODB, which is just like infuriating to me because that's that's you know that's Old Dirty Bastard, but that's neither here nor there neither here nor there but uh Nas made you look everybody wants to talk about you know some of his older stuff but I that's one of my favorite songs Rough Riders Anthem by DMX uh Shook Ones by Mob Deep How Much a Dollar Cost by Kendrick Lamar A Christmas Miracle by Run the Jewels amazing song and uh I think that's basically it for my my honorable mentions I I could keep going but I'm not gonna you know for the I'm not going to keep going just because of time, but uh, my number one song is B.O.B. by Outkast, Bombs Over Baghdad. Uh, it came off the album Stankonia, which is still one of my top five favorite albums of all time. I have I bought the CD when it first came out. I broke the CD. I went and bought it again. Uh, somebody stole it out of my truck while I was working, so I went and downloaded it. I mean, I've like i've i've had to like reacquire this album like multiple times now i think i have it like in the cloud and stuff but man this album you know from start to finish is just immaculate and this is by far the best song on it um if you had to you know rattle off like the 100 greatest songs of like the last 25 years i honestly think that like it has a legitimate shot at like the top 10 to 15 i mean it talks about everything and what's crazy about it too you know i was talking about with with tupac and changes how it was very pressing like it was talking about you know things that would you know actually happen in the future you know bombs over baghdad came out in i think 99 or 2000 and then uh you know everybody was talking about you know are we was this like a desert storm type of thing and then of course in 2003 the u.s did invade iraq and you know drop bombs and everything like that there was literally bombs and this kind of became like it, it arose to the surface again and became you know even more of a an appropriate song for kind of like a, a to get a gauge of the temperature of like pop culture at the time um it's just it's fast paced there's a lot of drums there's i mean it's it, the hook is just incredible chris obviously you know the song yep. i'm sure um, I was dead set on learning every single lyric to this song. I, 
I can get through most of it, but it is an incredibly, incredibly difficult song. Andre 3000 is probably my favorite rapper of all time. I wish he had more of a catalog that I could listen to. I mean, he does have a lot of stuff, but um, you know, he's like a lot of other rappers like Nas, who I also love. And I wanted to put some of Illmatic on here, but I just couldn't fit it in. But you know, he takes really long breaks in between albums, and he doesn't do a lot of features on other you know rappers' songs or albums or anything like that but this song just still just really kind of stands up and i mean it's always going to be a banger so bob by outcast on the album stankonia is my number one wow okay i'm going back again i'm like old school going back to 97 uh you mentioned you didn't really like uh the notorious big but i do and he's my number one i like more money more problems um okay <laughs> so remember earlier when i said i told my wife uh, i wanted a neck full of gold so she How can should, I forget? Sorry. she of course she should have known you know, what she was getting into with me before we even got married. Um, so, Yancy, I'm curious. I got a question for you. Do you, you guys have stag and doe parties in the United States? Do you know what that is? What is it? A stag, uh, and, doe, a stag and doe party. Is that like a hunting party? What are you talking no. about? Okay. Okay. So, what it is here, here in Canada, uh, these things are really, really popular. Or, or maybe I should say here in Ontario, they're really popular. I want to speak for the rest of the country here. But here in Ontario, what you do is before you get married, you hold this big party. Okay, your friends and your family all come out, and but also other people in the community will come out, um, even if they just barely know you, because it's all about this big party, right? And like mm-hmm. when I was younger, we'd go to these stag and does all the time, even if we didn't really know the people, because it was just a great place to hang out with your friends, you got to drink and you dance, and it was always a blast, right? So, so anyway, so before I get married, uh, we decided to go back to my hometown. I'm from a town in Ontario called Port Elgin. It's about 7,000 people, okay, really small. So we go back there, and we had a stag and doe. Um, and, oh, and I, I should mention too, the, the reason why you have a steak and dough is you raise money for the couple. So you have this big party, you get a liquor license, you sell drinks at the bar, and all the money you make is is profit. You know, um, you know, after you pay for the booze and the hall and stuff, it, it, the profit goes to the couple. So you make a pretty good chunk of change at these things, and it helps you, you know, when you're starting out getting married. But anyway, so that's that's setting it up. So back to my story. So my wife and I had a steak and dough. And it's going along pretty well. You know, people are drinking and dancing and they're having fun. I like both of those things. Yeah, it's a lot of, we are having a good time. And then (laughs) I jumped on stage with the DJ and I got everybody on the dance floor. And then I proceeded to rap the whole song of Notorious B.I.G.'s Mo Money, Mo Problems. 100% true story. Yep. True story. Uh, when I used to when I used to DJ back in the day, I used to come up with all these stage names for myself, like LL Cool Chris and a Notorious C McBee. Like I'm just an idiot. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, yeah, see, I don't know if you remember this, but remember last year um, when I was doing the baseball co- podcast, they had a Mister Podcast 2015 contest, and I was in it. And one of the things we had to do was a yes, talent sir. portion of the contest. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, I bombed the swimsuit portion, so I had to make up ground somewhere, right? Yep. So, I was, yeah, just, for sure. but uh, in the talent portion, and I don't know if you ever heard it or not, Yancy, but I did a rap, and I rapped I "Money No Problems," and 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 as ridiculous as it may be, it, it helped my rap helped me to win that contest. I was declared Mister Podcast. So I have a long history with this song. It's an awesome song. It's my favorite rap song of all time. That's awesome, Chris. Yep. You know what? Ten years from now, we'll still be on top. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, there you go. No, we won't stop. Anyway, so let's uh, anyway let's have a little bit of uh, fun with Yancy. Okay, so this week I'm going to keep things really simple. Okay, I'll tell you what we're yes. going to do. Really, really easy this week. I'm going to give you a rapper's real name, the one he was born with. Oh God! You give me. His, <laughs> you see if you can give me his stage name. Okay, you got it. Super easy, okay? Okay, yes. I'm going to start you with a super yes. easy one. Sean Combs. Puff Daddy. Oh, yeah. I would have also accepted P. Diddy. 
But yes, very, very good. Well, okay. well, it was, it was, it was Sean Combs. It was Puff Daddy. It was Diddy. It was yeah. P Diddy. Exactly. It was, okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's another gimme for you. Okay. Marshall Bruce Mathers the third. I didn't know that he was a third or that his middle name was Bruce, but that is uh, your boy Eminem. That's correct. Okay. Calvin Cortazar Broadus Jr. Uh, Calvin? Calvin Broadus Jr. Uh, it's a fantastic name, but I, I don't know who it is. It's Snoop Dogg. What? Really, yep. <laughs> okay. Wow. Here's one for you. Tupac Shakur. Okay, he never changed his name. Forget that one. <laughs> Just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Messing with the millennial. That's the name of the segment. Uh, yeah, he's his name is actually Tupac Shakur. Uh, okay, here's an easy one for you too. Hopefully, Curtis James Jackson the third. Curtis. Oh, uh, Fifty Cent. Oh, good. Oh boy, I tell you. Okay, here's one. Tracy Marrow. Tracy Marrow. Tracy Marrow. Hmm. I I don't know. Ice tea. There's oh. the T. Yeah. yeah. I knew it had to have some All sort of... All right. How about this one? Sean Corey Carter. Oh, Sean Carter. Um, Jay-Z. Yay. Very good. Okay. A little bit harder. Percy Robert Miller. Percy Miller. Percy. Percy. Oh, as soon as you say this, it's going to like tilt me so bad. I he, do know that. It's just he, he, ended up try, he ended up trying out for the Raptors. Oh, uh... <laughs> Trying out for the yeah, he, tri- he tried out for the Toronto Raptors at one point. Master P. Oh, okay. No, okay. I was thinking of something else. How about O'Shea Jackson? O'Shea Jackson. Yeah. I don't know. Ice Cube, and one last one, easy one. Mm. Christopher. I feel I should have. I should have known that. Yeah, Christopher George Latour Wallace. Chris Christopher, Wallace. Chris Wallace. Uh Man, I don't know, Chris. B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A. I'm telling you, it's notorious B-I-G, man. Okay, and then, I really should know that. That's horrible. Yeah. Okay, so one last question for you, and it's not name-related either. So obviously in a lot of rap songs, they, they talk about a lot of material items, right? You know what I mean? So right. my, my question for you is, which one is best? You know, cars, money, diamonds, houses, all the material items ever mentioned in rap songs, which single item is the best? Uh, cars and clothes, money rolls. That's all my. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, it's it's <laughs> it. You 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 know I don't know what it is. It's what is it? Neck full of gold. Oh my my my. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, listen. It's time for us to call it a week around here once again. You can reach us on Twitter at c mcbrian or at yancey eaton, or you can shoot us an email, chris or yancey at popgoesyourworld.com. For Yancey Eaton, this is Chris McBrien saying thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Thank you for listening to the Pop Goes Your World podcast. Continue the conversation on Twitter at C. McBrien or at Yancey Eaton. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. 